Welcome to Marketing for a Digital World, a podcast series introducing students to a variety of marketing professionals as they share practical career advice, examples, and stories from their careers to help students deepen their understanding of foundational marketing theory and practice. These episodes are hosted by British Columbia Institute of Technology professor Tracy Renzullo and are a key feature within the new interactive textbook of the same name authored by Scott Erickson the Charles A. Dana Professor and Chair of Marketing in the School of Business at Ithaca College. New podcast episodes are available for free each week during the 2022-23 academic year, providing listeners with thought-provoking and movement-enabling content that can be absorbed on the bus, at the gym, or walking between classes. Marketing for a Digital World is produced by Flip Learning, a publisher of exciting new books for undergraduates, authored exclusively by professors who have won major teaching awards. For more information about this new introductory marketing textbook, as well as our other titles, please click the link or go to fliplearning.com. So Catherine, you hold the position of Director of Digital Marketing for a national organization, which obviously holds a huge amount of responsibility. And I'm excited to talk to you today because I feel that Students really need to have a good understanding of digital and whether they're going to have a career in marketing or, you know, whether they're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, an entrepreneur, an educator, it really doesn't matter. Digital touches on every single profession out there. I just can't think of a business that isn't affected. So I'm looking forward to talking to you about digital and as well your journey to where you, the journey you took to get to where you're at today. So I thought we could start with your education. If we could go back in time a little bit, and I know that you um, have two concentrations, so if you can talk a little bit about how you chose to study what you did. Yeah, definitely. So I have a bachelor's degree in business administration from Ithaca College. So I had two concentrations during that time. The first was international business and the second was management. Um, so I was one course away from a marketing concentration as well, but I did pivot away from that for an opportunity to study abroad my junior year. Where did you study abroad? I went to Ecuador. So I studied in Quito and then traveled throughout um, the Galapagos Islands. I went up to Colombia and stayed there for a little bit afterwards too. Wow, that sounds like an amazing opportunity. Yeah, it was a great way to learn about different cultures. And with my international business concentration, it really was important for me to travel outside of the country to get a diverse perspective. Because prior to that, I had been to Canada and specifically Montreal, but really needed some more diverse perspective from, from just that one um, international bit of travel. So um, while you were at school, I know you were an athlete and you were involved in extracurricular activities. Can you talk about those experiences and maybe why you feel it's important that students take a look at opportunities outside of just their schoolwork? Yeah, definitely. So I was recruited by colleges for track and field and basketball. Um, so after graduation, even on the track and field side, I coached for eight years alongside my corporate job. So athletics was always very important to me and continues to be really important to me. Um, but then when I got to college, I felt really, really comfortable in the athletic community. And so it, it, like really reflective of the fact that it had just always been such an important part of my life. And so I wanted to branch out outside of the athletic community into different organizations to, you know, just like 
build my credibility and my expertise outside of the sports fields. And so with that, I got involved in different organizations at the business school, so the American Marketing Association and the International Business Association as a member. My end of freshman year and then beginning of sophomore year, when I found the organizations that I really liked, I ended up going on and taking on leadership positions at each of those as the VP of membership. And so it was exciting to be in that role because I got to meet all the different members, learn from their perspectives, and really network a lot and identify different ways to really build a presence on campus within those organizations. Now that's a lot to take on, right? So a student might be sitting there thinking, I can barely manage my coursework. So what, what advice would you have for a student that wants to do well in school, but you know, is maybe missing out on these opportunities to network, as you say, and to meet people, to maybe practice some leadership skills. Like, how can they take a step in that direction without feeling overwhelmed? Yeah, I think academics are definitely very important, right? But when you get out into the workspace, the there's a really strong importance for building the the soft skills around what you're working on as well. So I think it is really important to make time to try different things, try different um, you know areas for potential careers. So when you graduate, you have all of these foundational skills that you've developed and theories and practices and projects that you've done. But what I got from all of the different organizations I was involved with is a bit of a window into all the different avenues and different career paths that I could potentially pursue. And so I think that was really one of the powerful pieces of being part of all these different organizations was to start to zero in on what I liked, what I gravitated towards. And that was really important when I was approaching graduation. Now, when you're looking to hire people, do you look for students who have more of a well-rounded experience? Do you actually look to see, have they done anything outside of their schoolwork? I do. I think it is a good way to differentiate resumes when they're coming in. So we hire on my team three to four more entry-level positions every single year. Two of those are usually interns, sometimes three depending on the year and what I'm looking for. But what I really like to see is this growth mindset and interest in learning new skills, learning new things from recent grads, those who are still in undergraduate programs. And so organizations and clubs and internships and some of these micro credentials now that you see online available for free in many cases are really great indicators. So even if you, you know, went out and got a HubSpot certification and we don't use HubSpot in our program, the fact that you went out, had that certification and really were curious about some of these technologies that are out there to me is a really great indicator that you're willing to try something new, you're resourceful, you're using you know, Google and other search tactics to learn new things independently. And so we don't expect someone to come in and know everything, right? I love to teach interns and entry level team members all the different ins and outs and platforms that we use. But with that, it's important to come in with this growth mindset, this curiosity and this willingness to you know, kind of move past the unknown and not get overwhelmed by it. Yeah, that's a great, great piece of advice because every job has huge learning opportunities. No student's going to go in a job knowing exactly what to do. So especially in digital, right? It is lifelong. We always talk about lifelong learning and it, it really is. 
Yes, yes. Digital is moving so fast all the time. And so it's something that you're always learning. You're keeping up on the blog posts, the articles, the best practices, the webinars. There's a lot of ways to stay up to date on what the new trends are and the latest platforms and things like that. But again, you have to have that foundation of curiosity and being willing and interested in learning those different avenues. Now, Catherine, you also decided to do a master's right after your um, degree. What made you decide to pursue a master's program? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did go and get my master's. So I always knew I wanted to go to graduate school. So no one in my family had graduate degrees. Um, only my mom had an undergraduate degree and my kind of competitor athletic drive was pushing me in that direction. Um, as I was thinking about what career I wanted to pursue, I knew I wanted to be in management at some point or to run a company or to start my own. So I didn't really have a clear vision but I did know that a graduate degree would be important in any of those pursuits. So for timing, I also wanted to be close to my family. Um, and then I also knew longer term, I wanted to have my own family. And so family's always been really important to me. So because of that, I had heard that it was hard to leave school, start a job in family, and then go back to school later on. And in all my Google searches, I was reading about how people always had that plan, but struggled to pursue it or never did later on. So that was another motivator for me to continue straight from undergrad into graduate school because I just I knew I wanted that degree and I had a lot of internships during summers and throughout the school year so it, including in, in my sophomore year I actually went to DC and did a summer internship there where I lived in DC I worked for the federal government and in retrospect I was a little naive you know thinking that I had all this full-time work experience so it's good to go to grad school and you know I was a little bit of a fish out of water because I was the youngest in the program and any everyone had a bit more work experience there but I could hold my own and you know the difference between undergrad and grad MBA programs specifically is that your MBA program is oftentimes much more practical it's a lot of taking um, there's a lot of case study work, so talking about how you would apply, you know, what you're learning to your experiences. And so I did have a lot that I could leverage um, in those conversations, but it is something when you think about going straight from undergrad to grad school that you should really reflect on because you will want to have, you know, those internships, or at least those student organization leadership roles as great jumping off points to make that connection between the classroom learning and the application. So do you think that your master's program is one of the reasons why you were able to land such an, an amazing first job out of school as a product manager? Yeah, so it definitely was a differentiator for me. Um, I knew that being a woman and specifically a black woman in the corporate environment was going to be a challenge, it's competitive. There's, uh, you know, we are a minority in that space. And so I thought I needed an MBA to really stand out. And what I learned now in retrospect is I needed the MBA to feel confident in those settings myself. And so the credential really was for me to feel like 
I, you know, earned a seat at the table or to have those conversations. So it was a confidence boost for me. It gave me a little bit more time to really hone, you know, my own skills. And, and, and so the MBA has been a door opener for sure. There's a bit of an MBA network. When I had my MBA, I had other MBAs be like, oh, congratulations, welcome to the crew. And it, you know, it was a great jumping off point. But for me, the biggest takeaway in the MBA program is having that credential really boost my confidence and, you know, helped me in my, my career path that way. That's interesting, actually. And would you have advice if you think about other young black women graduating from school, do you think that they also need that extra that extra credential to move ahead? Like what would you say to them in terms of why they should or should not choose to pursue an MBA? Yeah, I think if it's, I I don't think you have to have an MBA. I think there is strength in waiting to get an MBA. I think that it it really depends on what your long-term goals are and your career moves, right? If you are sure that is the path you want to go in, there is strength in getting an MBA. What I would caution people about is if you're going to go straight from undergrad to graduate school, think about the financial impact of getting an MBA and what program you're going to, because when you graduate, you are an entry-level candidate. And that can be a challenge because you, as having an MBA, are going to be coming in at a higher salary expectation in most cases, or at least that's what uh, hiring managers will assume because you have that MBA degree and you won't see the return on that until later in your career. And so that's something to think about. You know, I, I had the opportunity, I was fortunate enough to get a full scholarship to get my MBA, but I had to really think about it because the alternative program I had, which was one of the top ranked programs in the country, was going to cost me over $100,000 to get the degree. So I had to choose between, you know, go, taking on a lot of debt to go to school to a really top program right out of undergrad or going to the state university, which is still a fantastic program for free. And, you know, just from a long-term financial planning standpoint, I'm really glad I did that. But it was a lot to think about upfront as an undergrad in terms of what my next move was going to be. Yeah. So can you talk, Catherine, a bit about what skills you feel are critical to have, not only in your role, but if a student wanted to pursue pursue a position like yours, you know, over the next five or 10 years, what is it that they really need to focus on? What should they be working on? What have you found to be most necessary in your position? I think key skills that I really look for would be being proactive, being curious and open to learning new things. I think is that that growth mindset is absolutely critical, especially in marketing because there are so many things changing. There are so many avenues, so many best practices and insight and ideas you can get from not only looking at what's happening in your own industry, but from other industries, right? We'll look at a Coca-Cola ad and be and come up with ideas that we could incorporate in our, our reading ed tech space. So I think that open-mindedness and creativity is also really important for anyone entering this space. I So key areas to really try to build out would be how organized you are because of all the moving parts. I think there's a real strength in the team members I have who have a strong project management skill set 
because there are so many different projects underway. So understanding timelines and deadlines and prioritizing your time accordingly is key. Time management piggybacks off of that. So those are key skills that I would really suggest building, especially in your undergrad career, because it'll really help you in the long term when you get to the corporate space. And Catherine, you're part of some organizations outside of work, and I'm hoping you can talk a little bit about that and what value you get out of being part of those organizations because there's only so much that work can give us and there are times where we look outside of work to gain more skills or to meet people who we would not otherwise meet. So can you share share a bit about that? Yes, so I'm a part of a few different organizations, some in marketing, some outside of marketing. So in, within marketing, the, um, the National Black MBA Association, like that, that's one outside of marketing. So the Black Marketers Association of America and then African American Marketing Association are two marketing organizations. And then there's the National Black MBA Association and then the Women in Revenue. The benefit of joining different organizations that I see is building your network and having peers who you can reach out to if you don't understand something or if you want a different vantage point. I think finding organizations that you gravitate towards, both local to your city or your town, sometimes you can find an organization that has a chapter locally. American Marketing Association is a great example. Um, um, finding a chapter of your peers locally who are representative of different industries is a great way to gut check different ideas you have or get different ideas from them of what is working well and what isn't working well. It's almost a breath of fresh air when you go into these different events and talk to others who are facing different challenges that maybe you didn't realize that you are going to face in three months or who are facing the same thing that you are. So I find a lot of value in being a member of different associations to mind share, to ask a question, to get that feedback or offer suggestions and realize that there's something that I figured out that other people haven't figured out yet. And, and that can be pretty humbling. So these organizations are really great networking opportunities. They're great opportunities to recruit from as well when you are a hiring manager. Um, or even when you have an open slot on your team, you could reach out to someone in that organization and see if they're a good fit. So I really put a lot of value on different associations and I would recommend looking for one or two or three that you gravitate towards and having a conversation perhaps with a hiring manager or with your manager to see if they will pay for any membership fees because oftentimes organizations are willing to support that because what it reflects to them is you're looking to really grow and develop yourself. And do you think there's extra value there for you that these are black organizations? Is there something extra you'd get out of that versus just a generic marketing association that you could join? I think there's a relatability in the peer group within those organizations. I think that support is a strength and that's why I gravitated in those or to those organizations. So I, I do see value in that. I think it's similar to when I've joined different Philadelphia-based marketing organizations too, right? The, the caveat or the connector there is we're all in marketing in Philadelphia. So I think that's where that representation of yourself and relatability really becomes a strength. And for me, black 
MBA and black marketing organizations really stood out, but other organizations like Women in Revenue, that's the, the, the women in a corporate revenue-focused role really stood out to me as well because that's a very competitive space to be at, fast-moving, data-driven, outcomes-focused space. It's high-stress, so being a part of a Women in Revenue organization was important to me too. It sounds like trying to find as targeted or as niche a group as possible because I feel like the more niche the group is that you're a part of, you get more out of it and you have more influence within that group and then you're learning from people who you really respect and have a lot in common with rather than taking this approach maybe where you join this big national organization and you don't get that touch points. I fully agree. I think being targeted really helps you zero in on the different topics that you want to talk about and also looking for groups that have an active presence. So before I joined the organizations, I had a long list of the ones I was interested in and I followed them on LinkedIn and and other social media platforms for a while to see how active were they? What was the content they were coming out with and did it pique my interest? And so from there, I decided to make a short list of the ones that I was willing to pay to join. And it, that, that's another way to think about what are those audiences you're looking to join. So um, Catherine, what do you love the most about your job? I love the creativity and the flexibility and seeing my marketing team members really thrive and try to explore different areas that they're interested in, right? So I now have nine team members and my role is as is a coach to them essentially, right? So I set the high-level strategy and the overall goals cross-functionally with the sales leadership and my boss is a CEO, so he usually has a pretty clear agenda for what we're trying to do as a company. And so for me, what I love the most about my role is once I kind of lay out that overall goal, seeing my team really identify what they want to do to reach those goals and work together on that. Because in marketing, it is all these different moving parts, event, digital content, et cetera, coming together to create a presence and a brand and a company um, that is really exciting just to, to be able to have an impact in bringing together. So, you know, for me, the most fun part is just the diversity in marketing and being able to grow a team and see us really rock it in a lot of ways, but with the mission-drivenness and impact of our industry where we are helping at the end of the day over a million students improve their reading. And so I love the alignment of corporate marketing career with mission-driven impact at the end. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important. I love that you said that because there's so much more purpose to your job. It's not just about revenue. It's not just about profit. You're also doing social good. Yep. I think in marketing, there's a great opportunity to really think about what are you marketing and if that excites you. Because there are plenty of products out there that need marketing. And if you have an opportunity to align your career with a product that you're excited about or you're passionate about, then it's a really great long-term experience for you. So what's the toughest part of your job? I think the toughest part for me is 
that there's a lot of unknown, right? And I think it's being comfortable with that. The market is changing all the time. The expectations on marketing are very high and the being comfortable with that is the hardest part many times because it is different than some roles where you're a little bit more heads down and executing or looking at the, if you're more in an operations role, looking at the dollars and the cost versus the, um, you know, the revenue to see what your margins are and things like that, right? In marketing, there's so much out there, so much that you could do and how do you zero in on what you're looking for or what you should do and what's gonna have the biggest impact is the hardest part. So being comfortable with that is a strength and a great opportunity. And again, that creativity in your job every day, but it is an unknown and, and, and so that's the, the challenging part. I think the other piece on, about what's challenging is saying no, right? And I think because there's so much you can do, the better question to ask is, should we do it, not can we do it? And when you start thinking about should we do it, that can be really challenging to think about. And the perspectives on that from different stakeholders varies all the time. And in marketing, you're quite often the one to make the decision of what should we do. And again, that goes back to that ambiguity and how that's a challenge because there is no right or wrong answer oftentimes. But again, strength and opportunity, but a challenge nonetheless because it is undefined and there's usually not a really clear answer. And that just undermines the importance again of having a clear marketing plan and having common goals. And that can help to answer the question of should we do it or even should we try it? on yeah. a lower scale, right? Because everybody wants to try something new. So having that ability with digital to try things makes it, you know, gives us the ability to actually do that and then come back with the numbers. Exactly, right. And then those numbers, to your point, right? The data-drivenness of that. So should we try it? Let's do it. If so, we'll find out if it worked or not at the end. And, and so I think that's a clear strength of, of marketing and specifically digital marketing. So Catherine, you've talked a lot about, you know, different pieces of advice or things that have helped you to be more successful. Can you share some final words for us in terms of advice you have to our current students? What things should they be focusing on, working on out of everything that you've done to date? What do you feel is most important? I think for those who are coming right out of school, I want to encourage new graduates or upcoming graduates to really know that they're a critical member of any team that they join. So they have a power within them to really offer new ideas, fresh energy and perspectives, right? So own that, you know, take pride in that and stay confident. So anything you can do to continue to develop your expertise, right? Again, that growth mindset and harnessing that and developing your soft skills is going to be important to help you get your foot in the door. But once you are at an organization, just know how impactful and valued you are because I, I know from my perspective, we're always looking to bring in new energy to help us drive forward.